Pampers Cruisers 360 is the must-have diaper to help keep your baby from taking it right off, which, if you've experienced this, can lead to complete chaos. With its 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your baby for a comfortable fit, your active baby can move freely. Think of it as baby yoga pants. Cruisers 360 offers a gap-free fit and has a blowout barrier at the back of the diaper to help stop any unwanted disasters. The best part? That stretchy waistband makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby, who is always on the move and can't be stopped. Just rip the sides to remove and roll it up with the disposal tape on the back. Voila! Pampers Cruisers are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. Pair with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess without fear of tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn with an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters May 31st. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, this is Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of four, an author, journalist, and speaker. And this is Sarah Hart Unger. I'm a mother of three, practicing physician, and blogger on the side. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. Here we talk about how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. This is episode 118. Today, we're going to be talking about dealing with stress, coping with bad days or bad weeks, uh, which we all have from time to time. And just to introduce where this idea came from, a couple months ago, um, Sarah elected to do a blogging streak where she was you know, writing every day for a certain amount of time. And anyone who's blogged for a long period of time knows that there are certain days you are more likely to like censor yourself or not write um, because life has, you know, not been the sort of thing that you would necessarily um, normally share with the world. But one of the reasons we all love Sarah's blog, The Shoebox, is because she is so wonderfully authentic and sharing her life and journey on it. So she wrote on a day when she would not have normally posted. So Sarah, can you tell us about that and and the aftermath? Oh my gosh, it sounds bigger than it was. But yes, it was, I mean, it was a fun experience. I don't know, I impulsively was like, I think I'll blog every day in September. And then I did so. And it's absolutely true. There are certain days I am just much less likely to write. And I'm sure this applies to other people and other Instagrammers and all that kind of stuff, which means that most of the time when people are putting out content, they're putting a smiley 
version of themselves out into the world where things are going well and they're checking off boxes and proud of their accomplishments. So, you know, I woke up one morning and I was feeling very overwhelmed and kind of like really touchy and mad. And um, I decided to kind of write a, a post about how I was feeling that day. I also kind of equated it to, you know, I am female. And I looked at the calendar and was like, ah, we are like exactly in the beginning of my luteal phase when I tend to... <laughs> Um, and as a review to everyone, you know, okay, let's, you, get, let's um, get our endocrinology lesson here. <laughs> you know, your menstrual cycle starts on what we call like cycle day one, and that's your follicular phase. And then you have ovulation, which can vary in length, but most people are about two weeks in, some people a little longer, some people a little shorter. And then after ovulation comes your luteal phase where progesterone is kind of the dominant hormone um, that your corpus luteum is is producing. I, I find that like my moodiest, most touchiest moments correspond to when my progesterone would be on the high side, which actually fits very well with the fact that like I find the first trimester of pregnancy very miserable and it's the same hormonal component, although with a lot of other things going on as well. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I, I'm not sure I'd go so far. I can't decide if I really qualify for, you know, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is PMDD, which is an actual diagnosis, but I certainly would check off every box for PMS. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, there are just days when it feels like life sucks. And I don't think it's really that my life sucks. I mean, I know I have the perspective that it doesn't, but it's like you view everything through this lens and nothing is it's hard to like soothe yourself. Yeah. I think when, your phrase on the yeah. blog was, I hate everyone and everything. <laughs> that phrase was like sadly echoing through my mind, like that whole day, which is horrible. I mean, I don't really hate everyone and everything. I really don't. I promise. And I, I mean, I certainly don't as I'm recording this right now. Um, but that was, that was kind of how I felt. And as a job where all I'm doing is like, you know, working with everyone and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But part of the thing of it being a chemical, you know, or, or hormonal, hormonal sort of thing there, I mean, these have effects and, and it puts, it's like you're viewing life through a lens yeah, right? really that, that it's, it's like a, an ugly, a darker colored. lens um, than you would have on, on other times. And so it doesn't really matter that objectively, you know, everything is, is great. Um, like it's, there's something different there. Yes. Do so, you have this too, or is this just me? I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just not as good at tracking it as as you are you know i no I you know. may not i mean some people absolutely don't so and i i mean i think i mentioned this on the blog like i really never had this as a younger adult but i was mm -hmm. on i was on hormonal birth control yeah. so that you know you don't ovulate so really it kind of makes sense that that i wouldn't have been facing this until my late 30s which seems like a funny time to to like learn what your hormones are doing but that's yeah. actually kind of how it's panned out for me. Although we would like to stress here that this doesn't mean that like, you know, th with with hormonal changes somehow, you know, women should not be like, you know, trusted with things like certain days of it. like this is not in, I in hope a, not because yeah. I still saw many patients those days and I think I still did a, a pretty good job. A great I, job. I just didn't I, yeah. enjoy the experience of providing that care perhaps the way I normally do. Yeah. Um yeah. I even wrote that I tend to overcompensate, which I think is actually not a terrible strategy. Mm -hmm. Like you know what? If I'm just not in the mood, put on the. Put, I think I wore like a bright purple dress, and I just like put on like the biggest smile I could, and was like, "Be extra polite," because you know what? If someone makes you mad, you might fly off the handle. So if you like put on a little veil of like, "Hi," you know, just yeah. completely over the top. It um, 
it can. It yeah, can which is, I mean, a great way to sort of cope with it. Like once you're aware of these things, you you can compensate for them. But we we certainly, I mean, we heard from a ton of people, yes, um, not just Sarah on her blog. People like me comments. about it. <laughs> I mean, so like oh, this is, you know, clearly everyone goes goes through this sort of thing, and whether it's hormonal or not, like we all have bad days, we all have stressful days. So it's you know, something we have to deal with in order to maintain our full busy lives and and cope with it. And so we thought we'd do an episode on our strategies for coping with days that are stressful or, you know, you hate everyone and everything. (laughs) Yes, because even I was able to get through it. and, And I definitely know that some things work better than others. Yeah. So I don't know, Laura, you want to start with some strategies? Sure. Well, I mean, for me, um, running is seriously the best mood boosting strategy I have. And this is one of the reasons for my money running streak. Just running every single day is may sound a little weird, but if you were like taking medication for boosting your mood, like you'd take it every day. So it's it's not that far off. Um, this is just a, a way I've found to get the endorphins going. I inevitably feel better after running than I did before. And by doing it sort of proactively every day, I can keep my mood elevated uh, in a way that I think would be difficult to do without that. Yeah, my counter, my corollary to that is like, if you do run every day, I don't know if it like wears, like, cause I'm a very, you know, I think I had run that day or at least I had worked out. I think I actually had run. So sometimes maybe if your body's used to that, or maybe, maybe you, you're like, your normal is higher than the average normal. Like who knows? But, yeah. um, and also I can't really run in the middle of the day. So mm-hmm. or it's very difficult for me to do that. So maybe if I got in a nice sunshine run or something, but I think I ran at like, you know, five fifty in the morning that morning and it was hot as it usually is. And I think I was just as mad at the run and after the run <laughs> as there was about everything else. So I guess your mileage, um, may vary and sorry for that horrible pun because I didn't uh-huh. mean to make it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it is something worth trying. I mean, um, yes. uh, so if you are in a position where you can get some exercise, like go do it. And if you're at work, um, if it's possible to say, take a 20 minute break and go for a brisk walk outside, if you have some comfortable shoes, you know, fresh air is a known mood booster, physical activity is a known mood booster. It may be also just getting you away from somebody who in your process of hating everybody and everything <laughs> is is really triggering you. That Then that 20 minute break could be, a much better use of time than say cleaning out your inbox. So the definitely work worth taking a, I call it a smoke break without the cigarette, right? That that's one reason people would go outside and, and smoke a cigarette as it boosts your mood as well, but to do it without doing something that is long-term going to harm your health. Uh, so reading something non-demanding, I mean, I always like kind of, you know, humor or a book that's like, Nonfiction on a topic I really enjoy reading about, but it's a bit more candy-ish. It's not um, difficult. Something to read. celebrity memoir. Yeah, you know, or magazine articles. Like if there's one I've saved, like there's certain magazines I enjoy paging through. Um, I'll, I'll try to read those on a day when I'm I'm not feeling so great. Uh, making progress on some small project. I mean, some days it's like, well, the world is actively throwing stuff against you. Other days it just feels like you're being non-productive, like you're spinning your wheels, and that can be very challenging too. But by making progress on some small project, whatever it is, 
you can feel like, oh yeah, I do have the power to move things forward in my life. And I mean, you can kind of invent the project. I mean, you could like go through your junk drawer. <laughs> I, really I actually, I think that decluttering is like a little mini high. So I, um, I, I, I feel like I want to try this. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go home and like clean out my stationary area or something. Like, I don't know. I like that. Yeah. Um, if you have somebody you enjoy talking to, um, that you find energizing. Uh, maybe if you hate everyone and everything, that's not quite going to happen. But uh, if you don't hate absolutely everyone, <laughs> there's like a small subset of people in the universe um, that you would wish to speak to. Certainly calling one of them or arranging to get together with, with one of them is, is smart. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily in the mood for that, but uh, even a phone call or something could be good too, or but even like a text, like a bunch of, and like I have some friends that like, I feel like um, they may hear my cry and be like, are you okay? And then initially I might not want to engage, but then once you do, you find that it actually has um, more benefits than you thought. Another thing you can do is of course, ask for help. If there is... You know, you're you're dealing with uh, screaming children on top of a stressful work situation, um, asking somebody to come, you know, getting a, a babysitter, asking existing childcare to stay later if that's an option, you know, and, and then finally doing something to solve the problems. I mean, sometimes when we have bad days, our, our irritants are totally inconsequential, but but not always. And and sometimes the things that have kind of long term been brewing will surface on these days when we are upset. And so if there's something you really don't want to do, figure out if there's a way you don't have to do it. You know, the standard levers of ignoring, minimizing, outsourcing. And one of the reasons we wound up getting evening childcare um, a couple of years ago for during the week is that I was really, really ticked off over and over again about having to stop my work day deal with everybody, deal with all the driving, deal with the dinner, deal with any of the emotional stuff on my own. And, you know, saying, well, why isn't my husband here? And the thing is, sometimes he would be there, but I would completely discount those days because I was like, because it was unreliable and you were, dreading, unreliable. And you were and, dreading the theory of it as much yeah, as you were dreading. And, and so like, I was like, well, no. you know, let's just have this. Um, and that way I don't have to make dinner when I have a work project I would like to work on this way. You know, I don't have to be the only person driving if there's something I'm also focusing on finishing. Um, and, and just, you know, having the extra set of hands has, has been very helpful. And so, you know, again, he is here some of the time, but it's just it wasn't as reliable as, as I would want. And, and so, yeah, that was a, a definitely a major help in that regard. I feel like it's funny. Our strategies are like, do something to fix it or just don't do it at all. Or don't Figure do it at all. doesn't need to be doing. And two sides of the same coin to figure out what's actually essential to be done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and one of we've been talking about trying to figure out how to reconfigure bedrooms and such in our house and I was thinking about how we would do this and uh one option had been uh finishing the attic because uh, we actually have a fairly large attic that has a legal staircase. So that was certainly an option, but it's not an easy option. There would have been more contractors around. And, you know, as our listeners know, I've been recording from our my Regis office like over and over again with this podcast because there'd be some random person out banging on a door, or banging on a deck or banging in the kitchen. I'm like, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I don't want any more projects. So we will not be doing the, the attic project, I'm pretty sure. So does this mean you're going to move instead? No, because no. that doesn't, I mean, that doesn't solve the problem either. That's still work. Um, That's still logistically troubling as well. Yeah, yes. no, there's, it turns out, I, well, I walked around the house and I realized that the basement 
the finished portions of the basement could be converted to bedrooms far more easily than the, the attic, which would have to be finished. Um, so really all we have to do is put in another door, possibly a closet to update certain things like smoke alarms, um, but there's means of egresses already in the basement um, where they would need to be. So, so that's actually is there like a little, is there like a little light that comes from like the top part? That's what I had in my childhood basement. basement. Oh, really? <laughs> is there like a little bit of light or no? Well, it's, it, there's windows, like how oh, windows, a walk yeah. out basement. Um, oh, oh yeah. in fact, yes, that's the obvious answer. That's the obvious answer to turn that in. So all we have to do is put in a little bit more configuration. Cause they don't need that. Have... If they have that many bedrooms, they don't need dedicated play space because no. they can always play in different bedrooms. No, that's totally the answer. That Yay. Is the answer. Yeah. So and easier, much easier, but you know, partly because I was feeling so ticked off about this idea of supervising we were like, Wait, yet another project. I don't project. have I'm to like, do I don't this. I have to do this. That's um, awesome. So I think this will wind up working out. All right, Sarah. So what do you do? Well, I mean, uh, along the do something lines, uh, I think one of the things that was also bothering me is I, you know, I have a very uh, detailed system for sort of keeping all of my to-do items in line and not getting behind on any of them. And I had sort of just let it all pile up. And I know that the idea of what like might have been in that pile was really like nagging on me. So my get it done was like one morning, I think it was like the Monday morning. I was like, I'm just going to get up at four, not run and organize this crap for two and a half hours. And it actually was like incredibly cleansing, even though that's boring. So we're going to take a quick break in a moment, and I'm going to share more of my strategies in just a couple minutes. Listeners, are you struggling to sleep these days? You're not alone. One in three U.S. adults doesn't get enough sleep. And if you're not sleeping enough, it can affect your cognitive functions during the day, like learning, problem solving, and decision making. And did you know that a good night's sleep is like a magic remedy for the brain and body? When we sleep well, we're more focused and relaxed, and it makes us happier. So that's why we're partnering with Calm, the number one app for sleep. Sleep deficiencies do serious damage, not just to your brain, but to your body as well. The sleepless are more prone to accidents, weight gain, and depression. With Calm, you'll discover a whole library of programs designed to help you get the sleep your brain and body need, like soundscapes and over 100 sleep stories narrated by soothing voices like Jerome Flynn from Game of Thrones and Stephen Fry. I know that Sarah has enjoyed the sleep stories that she has been using with her children. And good news, 100% success rate in that the kids do eventually go to sleep. So that's good news. If you too want to seize the day, sleep the night, you can do so with the help of Calm. Right now, best of listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash best of. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash best of, B-E-S-T-O-F. 40 million people have downloaded Calm. Find out why at calm.com slash best of. We are also thrilled to welcome a new sponsor, Away Luggage. I've been intrigued by this brand for years as I have a thing for clean lines and beautiful design. Away knows that everyone has a different travel style. That's why they make their carry-on in an array of colors, two sizes, and two materials, a strong yet flexible polycarbonate and an anodized aluminum. The carry-on is my bag of choice because I'm all about the streamlined approach to packing. It has a lightweight and durable shell that's made to last for a lifetime of travel. And in fact, there's a 100-day trial period and a limited lifetime warranty, which means they'll fix or replace your bag if it ever gets damaged. I love how the layout helps keep me organized and the weight is light enough that I can get it through the airport and up into the overhead cabin with ease. I love the built-in compression pad that helps you pack more into the space, the optional ejectable battery for phone charging on the go, and the TSA-approved combination lock to keep your belongings safe. 
You get free shipping on any away order within the contiguous U.S., Europe, and Australia. We're happy to offer a discount code for you listeners as well. For $20 off of any away suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash bestof and use the code BESTOF during checkout. Once again, visit awaytravel.com slash BESTOF and use the promo code BESTOF during checkout for $20 off your first order. So where we left off, we were talking about some of my strategies for dealing with those um, stressful days. And while getting up at four to get stuff done might not be everybody's idea of a um, fun fun strategy, it actually did make me feel a lot better. But maybe on kind of the more... I don't know, more superficial or, or enjoyable side, uh, you know, sometimes superficial things are helpful. So I, I put a lot of Sephora items into my shopping cart this morning. <laughs> I wasn't actually in a terrible mood this morning, but you know, knowing that you have like a little slush fund for purely indulgent things, as long as you're doing so responsibly, because overspending probably would have added to my mood and a lot of, you know, self-loathing that's attached to that, which actually is not something I have an issue with because I love having an allowance and I stick to my allowance. But I guess what I'm saying is if you do have an allowance, then maybe it is a nice time to treat yourself um, and maybe treat yourself to things that superficially make you feel better, like a sheet mask. A sheet mask. I don't think I've ever used a sheet mask. <laughs> maybe I should get into it. Uh, they're kind of nice. Okay. Um, you will have to warn your husband and or children because if you have one on and then they walk into the room, oh, yeah, Josh said like, it was uh, like, yeah, like a horror movie. I was like Jason from the horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have to be careful with how you use your sheet mask. But actually, to me, the nice thing about a sheet mask is you're like, no one's going to really bother you when you're wearing it. You can just read like it's like your own time. And then you somehow feel like you're doing some sort of like <laughs> cheesy, stereotypical self-care, but it actually just feels kind of nice. So sheet mask. Sheet mask. Yeah. I like to journal. So I do that. That definitely helps me, whether it's in public on the blog. Um, I mean, I don't normally do that when I'm in a mood, but just even just to write out a list of things that are bugging me or, you know, that kind of a thing. And then I think there's something to be said sometimes to just like, Put on your Amy man, get a glass of wine and just like enjoy the pain. <laughs> wallow in it. Wallow. Yes. <laughs> just wallow in it and sing and like, it's okay. And then maybe tell yourself that like, this is the night we're doing that. And then we're going to move on because our life objectively is quite lovely. And there's really not that much that we need to be wallowing about, but just allowing yourself that, that space to do it if it feels right. And then you actually like to plan some um, for future future sometimes yeah. so i think and i i think this can be a dangerous one like like the spending like you can go overboard with any of these and i think some people tend to over project into the future you know when things aren't going wonderfully to like i think someone said recently they spent like hours planning like the next summer like a year from then like what were they doing right but I was just feeling like, you know what, as we talked about, the summer vacation wasn't quite as rejuvenating as we thought. And then Josh and I never got that couples weekend. And I was like, you know what, I have PTO time. Why am I not using this PTO time? Like I'm not saving it for something. So I just looked and I was like, I can take these three days off in October and have like, you know, my, you know, I'd still get to see the kids. They'll go to school. I'll have the nanny. I'll have some time to myself. Um, and just knowing that that like space is then set up for me. Uh, it, it definitely is a nice feeling. Yeah, trying to arrange a little bit of a break. And sometimes when I'm feeling kind of crummy, I'll specifically be like, well, you know, by the way, you work for yourself, Laura, like you can leave. Um, you don't have to chain yourself to your desk. And if 
an afternoon is open, you know, go for a bike ride, go for a walk, go to a museum, go to a coffee shop, you know, the library, but something just to change locations, have a little adventure in the middle of the day. Uh, it's my equivalent of, of PTO. I mean, I'm not getting paid for it. I'm not doing anything, but uh, maybe there's there's passive income from things I've done. Need that. <laughs> you still, yeah. still 100% need that. And that's so interesting that, yeah. I mean, I think that people forget they can take PTO too, and that not all PTO necessarily has to be scheduled a million in weeks in advance either. You could, you could just be on Thursday, be like, you know what? I don't want to go to work tomorrow. And if you don't have any terrible pressing meetings, then you yeah, know, you play are hooky. allowed to do that. <laughs> now it is, with, with, with medicine is very, if you have patients scheduled, you can't do that. Yes. Um, so it really does have to be something where you're not letting other people down. And that is one of the reasons I love having um, a partially more flexible part of my schedule. But yeah, so the yeah. days you would be doing more of the management stuff are the days that are Correct. potentially GME but... time. Although it is, it is amazing how quickly meetings can fill things up, but meetings, I don't feel as bad about moving compared to patient appointments. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like to move those, of course. which I do not touch. Yeah. No. no. Um, so yeah, no, figuring out a way to take a little bit of a break um, can definitely go a long way. Uh, well, I think we should do our, um, our Q&A is very related and we do that Q&A yeah. and then we go back to our love of the week. Um, should, we, should we go out of order today? I, well, mean, I, I think it's when it's just us, don't we often do the Q&A before the love of the week? Yeah, so we good point. Good. So, okay. Do our Q&A. All right. Um, do you, oh yeah, they're you, so go ahead. Yeah. So like I said, I, I mean, I was getting emails about <laughs> Sarah's post, which is always just funny. Um, but uh, this listener wrote in that she read Sarah's post about her bad day and says, I personally go through this phase and life is very hard for that week. So then again, this is somebody who's also, you know, tracked her cycles and realized that she has a, a very strong hormonal component to it. Uh, she says, I feel like I can't compete at the same level as my male colleagues at work. Ooh, interesting. Um, she says, you always seem very positive and on top of things. I would like to understand if only very few women face this issue and do they get treatment to manage their work? If you are not taking treatment, how do they manage this at work and get ahead with their careers? Once once, once a month, I think she means, um, they are not performing as well. It would be great if you could do a podcast on this topic. Well, first, I mean, I want to say, I, I don't think I CC'd uh, Sarah on my response. I say, I would not view this as like, I'm not as productive as my male colleagues that week. I think you're probably you know, way more productive than them three out of four weeks. And maybe one week you're sort of similar to them, right? Let's, let's, let's view it as that. Because again, I, 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 this whole topic is, we really have to strike a balance here because. Well, and the problem, and the reason you say that, and I agree is that women tend to men on average, again, of course there's outliers, men tend to overestimate their competence and contributions and women tend to underestimate. So we have to be very careful yeah. when a, a woman is saying, oh, I just, you know, I, I well, and, I, and I'd hate for someone listening to this to be like, oh, yeah, that's why you can't like trust women with the nuclear codes or something, because like once a month they'll fly off the handle. It's like, well, OK, but men could do it any day. Right. Like that's it's even um, probably. Uh, yes. People who are overconfident and uh, less competent, uh, whereas having some actual sense of when there is. Um, changes. There, and Sarah can report that men aren't the exact same all the time either. 
I mean, there there are different moods. It's not like men have That's the true. exact same mood. But I don't the think there's time. a monthly. Uh, there's not a monthly <laughs> to it, but but it could totally be that somebody is you know different in the morning. Well, there's than all they these are fascinating night. hormonal changes that men have after their their mm-hmm. wives give birth. Actually, yeah, so yeah. So like, it's not like men are the default where it's all normal and even keeled and everything. That is not the case at all. I mean, men are men are very prone to. Well, androgen is a is a rather um. I mean, well, when I treat patients with testosterone, I warn them about possible increased irritability. So we'll just (laughs) leave it at that. So yes, let's let's put that out there. We are not saying in any way. Um, And I think this, this listener can hopefully keep that in mind that, yeah, she's, she's probably, you know, a hundred percent competent and maybe like 99.9. And she may notice a difference from week to week and that's okay. But, but it's, probably nobody else is right correct. yeah correct so um that that was my first answer now sarah um you you can answer yours <laughs> yeah i mean uh, well that's i think a big part of it is also recognizing like who cares in a way right i mean it matters what we do overall it doesn't matter if one week our performance relative to ourselves isn't as good it matters what you're accomplishing long term are you moving forward on your goals are you getting projects done so i think like you know really thinking that incrementally that's going to affect you um you've got to try to move past that because it's it's really unlike unrealistic i think that if it does make you feel better to do a little bit more self-care that week then great um, make that your week of kind of replenishment pare down to the essential like don't start extra projects if you don't have to maybe pay extra attention to your sleep to your diet, to your workouts, make sure you're doing, you know, for me, those sort of other things impact my performance at work every bit as much or more than, um, you know, what my hormones are doing in any given day. It's like, did I sleep well the night before? Did I have a healthy lunch versus some like carb explosion that made me want to take a nap at my desk? You know, these things definitely matter. So try to optimize those. And, um, you know, remind yourself that everybody, male or female, has more and less productive weeks. And again, your, your accomplishments as a whole are what matter. And if there are things that just you're not in the mood and are incredibly distasteful that can be moved to the next week, do it. Maybe focus on some of the softer aspects of your job, like, you know, watching that required webinar or catching up on on some literature in your field during the week that you're not feeling maybe as a, to to be as aggressive in the boardroom or, or to move forward on a project. That's my thought. Yeah. And, and obviously if somebody is really finding themselves having trouble functioning, um, there, there is medical help that can be sought. Oh, a hundred percent. And many people wrote in, um, on my blog about, you know, benefit and I got emails and stuff about benefits of people have found, um, with different types of therapy for different types of medicines and both some OBs, uh, can treat this and some psychiatrists can treat this. And, um, you can also do like non-medicinal therapies. So there are, you know, many avenues you can go, uh, for help with this. In fact, even maybe one of our sponsors. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, there are lots of levers you can push. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of people either decide that, okay, I know this, um, and therefore I'm going to be extra indulgent on the self-care during certain times when um, it's more important for me to be doing so and be gentle with myself during this time. Um, if it's something that's really bothering you, then it's obviously worth seeking out um, other solutions that, that might help in the long term. So, all right, our love of the week. Well, mine is I've been sort of splitting my reading and I just like my ritual of morning reading of sort of nonfiction, personal developmenty stuff. And I, I just really, I think I've found my, my answer to other people that read scriptures or do meditation. Like, I think I really just like a nice nonfiction, soothing voice in my, in my, 
I don't know, inner ear in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is great. I love that people have, you have this built in, uh, you know, personal development helps sell self-help books. That's great. <laughs> so, exactly. So everyone should do what I say and, and start with, um, all of uh, Laura Vanderkam's catalog. Yes, you will read that for 10 to 15 minutes every morning. Um, that would be great. I think, I know, actually, don't joke. That would be, I think, reading like, I know how she does it for 15 minutes in the morning. Oh my gosh, especially when you're like coming back to work after maternity leave or something. That would be kind of like, yeah. Pump you up, fire you up for the day. <laughs> or listen to Before Breakfast, um, which yes, is my other true. podcast that fire you up for the morning. Um, so my love of the week is, learning to be okay with reading in spurts between kid bedtimes at night. We had other episodes on evening routines with little kids um, and with bigger kids as well. You know, I like to read at night. The problem is it's chopped up. And because of this, I have a tendency to tell myself the story of like, well, I've only got, you know, 15 minutes till the next child needs to go down or 20 minutes until the next kid needs lights off. And so I don't, shouldn't be reading a book. I'll just, you know, scroll around on my phone, but that's, really wasting time. Um, whereas you can read a reasonable amount in 15 to 20 minutes. And yeah, maybe I would love to have three uninterrupted hours, but that's probably unrealistic. So let me do 15 minutes, go turn somebody's light off, do another 20 minutes, go turn somebody else's light off, <laughs> do another 15 minutes, go turn somebody else's light off. And so on it goes and turn my own light off. And then before you've got, got you've read a hundred pages, you've read 100 pages little... right? You know, and it, you, you make a lot of progress that way. Well, this cool. is, yeah, this has been best of both worlds. I hope we've given you some ideas on how to cope with stress and uh, negative thoughts and bad days in general. Um, we always would love to hear from you uh, about how you cope. You can, of course, um, write us. You can email me. Uh, I have a couple addresses. Probably the easiest one to remember is laura at lauravandercam.com. Of course, you can post on our blogs, um, lauravandercam.com or the shoebox, the S-H-U box.com our instagram um, best of both worlds podcast right yeah we, we we are both active on there and we'll you can always submit questions that way too by the way you can send them via direct message i've gotten a lot of that um i will respond and usually i, I keep the screenshot to save so i can don't lose them for a future episode yeah awesome all right well this has been best of both worlds and we'll be back next week with more on making work and life fit together thanks for listening you can find me sarah at the shoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura, at lauravandercam.com. This has been the Best of Both Worlds podcast. Please join us next time for more on making work and life work together. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.